0: All right, we're live. New York Fellas episode 37, except there's only two of us here today. The rest of the guys are on uh, Christmas vacation. Gave them a little break. Gave them some time off. But uh, I'm, I'm battling today. This is my, uh, my Jordan flu game. Matt, what do you think? You sick? Yeah, it's my Jordan flu game. I can't even taste this right now.
1: Man, it's going around. A bunch of my family's sick. People I know are sick. Everybody's sick.
0: Yeah, everybody's sick. I guess that means everyone didn't get their (laughs) (laughs) Fauci-ouchie.
1: Wow. I didn't Um, know we were going down that route.
0: Been sitting on that one for a while. (laughs) (laughs) What the
1: the fuck is that? I never even heard that.
0: Fauci-ouchie. Honestly, I think I heard it at a... uh, I think I heard it at a uh, stand-up comedy show, so I'm not going to take credit for where I for coming up with that. But I, yeah, I think I heard it at a stand-up comedy show here in the city. Um, but yeah, Jordan flew game tonight, gonna battle through and put together a, a beautiful hour. Most of these guys are out, but me and Matt are here. There's a uh, God. The last time we spoke, Yamamoto hadn't signed, and he is now signed with the Dodgers for a cool 12 year 325 million dollars with a 50 million dollar signing bonus? Is that right? Uh
1: yes. And I thought we did we didn't talk about it around. We
0: no, we talked prior to him. I think we did a podcast on Sunday and then he signed on Monday.
1: Oh, right, right, right. He signed that, it was the that text I'm Monday. confusing the text.
0: Yeah, that text is that, that group chat's going off all the time, but um yeah, that was the last thing we talked about, I think, was where was he gonna sign. I think all of us felt the Yankees had the the uh the upper hand there, but ultimately, and I think you said it, he just wanted to play with Otani. It wasn't even like nobody I don't think any amount of money besides maybe like five hundred million dollars would have made him change his mind. He definitely wanted to play with Otani from the from the end of the world baseball classic to to right until when he signed. No doubt.
1: Yeah, I think that's a common trend. Is everybody just loves Otani? His attitude is, and I, I mean, I think a lot of the Japanese guys are like that. But and they definitely respect your elders, the whole deal. There, he's definitely just wanting to play with Otani. Now, the more you see this, and he was in LA the night that he signed. Like he was in LA for the last the two nights before he signed. That should have been a red mm-hmm. flag right there. Like, uh. yeah, I go guess to the, Rams the game too. Uh, I guess was a game.
0: There was like a report that he was going to that game, but I don't think he actually went. I, I didn't see him there. They didn't have anything online or anything, but um, yeah, I was I was a little surprised. I'll be honest. I thought the Yankees had the uh, had the upper hand. Um, I guess they offered him, I think ten years, three hundred mil, um, with a five year option, which uh, I think would have made him the highest annual average uh, pitcher. Right, would have been thirty mil. I think he's getting twenty seven per year in in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, the, his contract had the highest. The Yankees offered the highest monetary value yearly, and then I think overall, with all the stipulations and everything that they had in there, right?
0: Yeah, it was ten for three hundred with a five year op- uh, five year option, but there was no signing bonus. I know that, and it's like I saw a bunch of reports, especially on like WFAN, they were like, "Oh, the Yankees are dead." You know they couldn't cough up another three, you know, twenty five million. It's like, and and then I think that's where we all came in. We were like, I don't think it was the extra twenty five mil that really would have made him go to the Yankees over the Dodgers. It was the fact that he wanted to play with Otani. It was very evident.
1: Right, the Yankee, if wherever Otani had signed, you could probably assume he was following suit. There's probably a good. And I think that's why his didn't come until after Otani. I think he was probably just waiting. I mean, and how many conversations did he have with Otani? Dude, they were probably on the phone a bunch of times. Like, those guys were probably talking. And he's just like, "How? what's the sell there? Like, hey, do you want to come play with me? And, oh, by the way, now it's not – I guess it's not even a sell for, like, the Pirates. I mean, hey, come play with me and Betts and Freeman on offense. And then, hey, we could possibly have the best rotation in baseball if everybody's healthy right. and, like –
0: well, I think that was – I think Otani deferring all that money, I think, was so they could get Yamamoto. Everybody else was kind of just like – Glasnow was just like extra. didn't really matter. Right. Um, but I actually saw a report today that they're, the Dodgers and the Guardians are in talks to trade Bieber and Emmanuel Classe – Classe? Did I say that right? To the yeah. Dodgers. Imagine they get that. Where's Bieber even going to pitch?
1: Right. Hey, what are they even – like,
0: I see. They have a super on? team. They have a super team. It's crazy.
1: It's a super team in baseball. And then like, I liked, uh, Passan's his article there where it says they're building a super team. Passan. I keep saying yeah. Passan. I like Passan. I like saying Passan better. Than <laughs> but yeah, Passing. he said, you know, that they're. I read that article. They're going to build a, they're trying to build a super team, but it doesn't, it might not mean that they ever would still win or anything. It was pretty interesting. Article, well, that's
0: the crazy like, thing about baseball, right? The, the team with the most expensive payroll rarely wins the whole thing. Yeah. That's my that's my biggest thing is like a large payroll doesn't mean you are going to have a championship team. Right. That's why, I don't, I don't know. You still got to spend though. I mean, you definitely have a better shot, I think, than, than most of the other teams.
1: Dude, um, dude I just – I don't know if you were watching this game. Tate Rodenmaker, the Florida State backup, is transferring. Just oh, is he? Where, i I saw I that. DJ signed there. Uyungle is going to Florida State. Who's that? The the Clemson quarterback who then played at Oregon State last year. The Clemson oh, quarterback really? ended up getting benched for what's his name two years ago. Then he went to Oregon State last year. Which you're only supposed to be allowed to transfer once. I don't know how he found a loophole to do it again, but. Yeah, I, so I I think Tate's like I'm not gonna start or play now, so I guess I'm out.
0: That um, sucks, but. that does sucks. Well, what's the the guy who got hurt for Florida State, Jordan Travis? Yeah, what's his deal? Is he senior? didn't.
1: Uh, yeah, he didn't officially. He t- he technically could come back for a fifth year, but he didn't. I mean, he's going to the draft, but it's also. He, I don't know. I, I don't know though because of this injury. I don't know if he's going to come back. I don't know if he's going to go to the combine. His stock might not be so high. Like, and I don't know why they would have why they would have gotten DJ if Jordan was coming back. He might have already declared. I could be speaking out of term, but he I didn't see anything that he officially declared for the draft yet. But I'm pretty well. Yeah,
0: that would make me to... think. Why would he transfer there if he was coming back?
1: Right. And I think that was all the hype is that but also this whole injury fucks everything up because I think he's still gonna be hurt for the combine, he's gonna be hurt for the draft, like he's not gonna be able to do anything.
0: I mean, so, maybe they saw enough in his first I don't know, ten games. How,
1: I don't know. Isn't all the stock determined, like out of all that shit though, especially when you're these high first round guys, isn't it all determined? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they do, but
0: well, I guess we'll see what happens with your Florida State Seminoles has fourteen point dogs.
1: <laughs> this all this also means that they will now officially get absolutely shit pumps against Georgia. Like, dude, why well, he's not pl-
0: he's not gonna play in the game?
1: No, Tate's Trent. Once they transfer, you can't play in the game, so he's not playing. It's the third string kid again. They're gonna get oh, fucking no. demolished. That uh, line's
0: probably gonna jump, huh?
1: Oh, it's gonna probably it could probably get up to twenty. Yeah, dude, he's gonna be. I think Georgia's playing most of their guys, like. They get fucking oh God, curb that's not good. Stopped. Oh, that's ugly. That's oh. unfortunate.
0: Yeah, obviously, if they well, here is the question: If they made it into the college football playoff, does he still transfer?
1: Probably not. Because, but you are not going to
0: transfer for your future based off one. Tournament? Yeah,
1: but but Mike, everything changes because then if they make the college football playoff, DJ and Tate's still there. DJ might not an DJ might not transfer there. Because he's going to see – because he's going to play out – it's it's all politics, dude. And the transfer portal set up so stupid that they do it literally right in the heart of these playoff seasons or whatever. Like, it's right. awful. I know they do it based on the semester years and stuff, but I, I don't know. It, it does make it interesting. Yeah, because then if Tate plays, he does well. Imagine if he has them win a national championship like what Cardell Jones did for Ohio State. Dude, he's going to start next year. Like, how are you not going to yeah. start the guy? Yeah, so,
0: true. Yeah, that, that would change things, I guess. But yeah, unfortunately, so I guess unfortunately, they are going to get shit pumped, huh?
1: Uh, it is now looking like they will officially get shit pumped. Yes.
0: Did and you and Eric ever wager on that game, or is it just the alabama mission game?
1: No, it was well, I originally thought it was. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be if Michigan. I said if Michigan played Florida State in the playoff, that I would wager them. But then no, but then
0: you guys said Alabama. You were like Alabama's going to destroy them.
1: We never made the bet on that, but I said that I would take it anyway. I think that wasn't got, the official yeah, bet. I think that's but, what it
0: was. You said you would take it anyway.
1: Because, I, I mean, I trust Bama more than – I mean, I trust Bama more than anybody.
0: Uh, if, if Michigan won, would I be surprised? No. But if Alabama but, blew the doors but, off, would I be surprised? No.
1: Who do you trust more, I guess, is what I'm thinking. And like, Well, you
0: have to look at the success in the college football playoff. And prior to the college football playoff, like you have to look at Alabama's success. I mean, I know Michigan has like a, f- a phenomenal college football history. Like, don't get me wrong, but over the last, I don't know, 15 years, Alabama has been college football. So, right. yeah, you got to you got to give them the edge. Strictly off that.
1: So, he, here's my thing, though. Bama is also – have has gotten a lot of momentum at the right time, and they've won a lot of tough games. And I think – Yes, but this of...
0: break, dude, this break – this, this massive okay, break doesn't, it doesn't help a team that picked up all that steam like that.
1: I agree with you. I just also think that I don't, I don't think, um, I don't do Michigan. Really? I mean, even Ohio state at home, I'm not taking anything away from Ohio state. Great team. That was a test, but like, What's his face for Ohio State at quarterback? Really not that good. Like McCord really wasn't that good. Michigan's defense has been really good against Big Ten teams and they haven't really been tested. Like, I don't know. Eric, yes, close your
0: ears. Plug uh-huh. your ears, Eric. Plug your ears, Eric.
1: No, I know he'll just come on and argue and he's going to argue a bunch of stuff. He's going to say
0: something tomorrow happen. in the group chat. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I know. Which again, statistically, they are like their defense is great, and I honestly like watching Michigan. Like they're,
0: I want to see Michigan Michigan. win. Usually, I want to see people be miserable in their sports fandom, but for some reason, I don't. I don't want to see Eric miserable.
1: No, you want to see you want to see everybody else miserable who hates Harbaugh. It's still that you still it's that effect, but you just have it in a different way because you I want don't to hate want to see
0: the- Eric upset. That's that's but I also do kind of like Michigan. That's why I'm kind of like not rooting against him per se.
1: I mean, I kind of like Michigan too. I actually think I don't know. I think Texas could win the whole thing. I like Texas like if
0: Florida State the- made it and lost, and you were miserable, I'd be happy. But since they didn't make it. Kind of on like the, a technicality thing, like I can't really be that, you know, I can't be happy in your misery.
1: I just don't understand why that wouldn't apply for Eric as well. Why would that not apply for him? I don't,
0: I don't, I don't know because he's so passionate about Michigan football. Like he'll, not saying you're not, but like, dude, I feel like he would die for Michigan football.
1: Yeah, but it's that <laughs> more. That's even more so reason for you to I hate know. something. That's when you hate something is usually when. I mean, you're a fucking dickhead. When somebody I likes know. something, you hate it, or you just I hate know. their happiness, which usually like, would make sense.
0: Like when and I
1: and I to be honest with you, Michigan does fall in the fan base that is generally speaking probably yeah. more not liked United, than they are liked. Get it? In general. But I yeah, also like, don't.
0: I also don't know college football fan bases like you guys do. I don't have a favorite team. Never have. Probably never will. So I don't know the whole stigma of like, oh, Michigan fans are the worst. Like, I know Portnoy's is, like, really outspoken about his Michigan fandom, right? Right, which is, and, which is
1: great. And, like, I don't have anything against Michigan. I like watching the games. I like the team. I like the running back is phenomenal. Like, their defense is really good. It's just, I don't know, you're going to have to. I, maybe it's because I'm a
0: Harbaugh fan. Yeah, maybe that's it.
1: I think you like the idea of everyone getting mad at Harbaugh for no reason, and then you're just, you want him to win so he can say, fuck you to everybody.
0: Kind of has some parallels to some other things, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what I'm getting at, yeah. <laughs> I think that's oh. also – that plays a factor in this. I
0: said that to my father-in-law this past weekend, um, my take on Harbaugh and who he's compared to, and he agreed. Yeah. He agreed.
1: Yeah. Now, it's definitely true. It's definitely accurate. But I don't know how you could sit there and say, like, you could – if you looked at – if you took Texas – I mean, did you watch – you watched a bunch of Texas games this year, right?
0: I think I watched the the Red River Yeah, you shootout.
1: watched the – game, Right. I watched a lot. Uh, I watched most of the Texas games. Well, obviously, you watch Baylor's games. They're playing the SEC. You could easily put Georgia in there. I'm just you're looking at them head to head, and you're looking at kind of even the struggle that. I mean, I'm not saying Ohio State's not good, but it's not like they came in there and also the way Eric was talking about that game, they're going to beat them forty five to nothing. Like, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, they I would survived. Never they got a, a lucky interception. Right? They didn't dominate Ohio State, and it was at home. It was in the big house, like and whatever. And that was your only test all year, and you had eleven games. Oh, I would that say Penn, to-
0: in Penn State was a pretty good win too to play in that environment and win.
1: Well, then the the quarterback play is then what I always go back to, and I this is where I I've always thought that he's wrong is I, and this is just a bias for that for him, but he's not. That's where he's I think that's. You. I think that's the determining factor. I I think that's why Bama will beat them. Yeah, Ultimately, but is, think- is the is
0: the quarterback for Alabama that much better than him in term he's a better runner, like don't get me wrong, but as far as I know, he's not like a known for being a an elite. But passer. as far as
1: running and commanding the offense and what he was doing going down throughout the course of those last I don't know six weeks of Bama's season when and they were struggling, things were looking bad, right? He's had to he's had to grit out a bunch of wins and wins on the road. Yeah, you could argue that for Penn State. You could argue, I, you know what? Back Ohio to the can...
0: back to the fan bases, aren't they all like somewhat nauseating to a certain extent?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't really buy too because much because
0: of that. this whole like like, yes. like when you meet like a forty five year old guy who went to like Ole Miss and is like decked out in Ole Miss gear like every Saturday. I don't know, just. Kind of annoys me.
1: Well, right. Every fan base kind of has that, right? And like, I mean, Georgia has the freaking song about I, I don't know, McAfee always sings it. The drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan, or whatever. Right? They have that. Fucking that was one of the say.
0: best troll jobs I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Oh yeah, it was phenomenal.
0: He's um, just to clarify, he can. They do swear on ESPN, right?
1: So they swear. They they can swear, but they can't say the f word. So they can swear. And then once they go on ESPN, so the first two hours, from twelve to two, they're on ESPN, so they're nationally televised. So they can't say the F word; they'll bleep it out, and they won't. It won't come on at all if they if any of them say it. They mm-hmm. do say they have they say ass on there. They'll say shit. I don't think they'll say like "son of a bitch" or something like that. They won't. They won't mm-hmm. kind of go down that route. But I have heard them say like "jackass." They'll say like "hell," whatever. They'll they'll do a little bit on there. And then once they switch over to YouTube TV, it's on YouTube TV, ESPN Plus. It's no holds bar. They literally curse like you and I were talking. Okay, so they this, can say "son like, of a bitch."
0: So they can say like the basic swear words when they're on ESPN. Yes, but ESPN Plus, it's whatever they want.
1: ESPN plus. Cause it's also, it's YouTube TV, ESPN plus and something else. It's another platform, but yeah. And then I switch over to ESPN plus and that's the last, they call it the last hour, but a lot of times it goes like an hour and a half, two hours. And yeah, they say, and they say whatever the fuck they want, dude, they say motherfucker, son of a bitch. Like they right. okay. literally.
0: All right. So they can swear on national television though.
1: Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Like I at, was, I think I was, geez, I don't
0: know just, who I was talking to this week about it. Because like, yes, they changed they that swear. whole thing.
1: He talks about it all the time. Because he says, like, you know, ESPN made a big. Because that was what some of people's original complaints were hit with him getting on ESPN was like the raunchy nature of their conversations, and that's why if you ever watch the initial, the opening credits, dude, is completely just making fun of everybody who hates him, right? Well, it, I saw like
0: a, they have like a viewer discretion advised in the beginning of the show. Never seen that.
1: It's a, a it's a viewer discretion show. advised. And have you heard them? Have you heard what it says and I how it talks? It. No, dude, listen to it. And you will literally you'll understand what I'm saying. Like when you listen to her, it, it literally says they're It's meant to be comedic, informative. And and they may use some cuss words because that's how people in the real world talk. That's literally what it says. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's. it's I don't know. It's making fun of everything. And then the bottom says, P.S., please don't sue us. And they're making fun of Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a good show, dude. His, like, that whole setup is so cool.
1: I just, I think he's so, I don't know, dude. I think he's so entertaining. Like, and just the shit they talk about on there. Like, it'd be like if, it's like, dude, it's like what any of us guys it's like would what any of us
0: are trying around. to do right now.
1: Right, but they're, like, they're sitting on the couch, they're talking about nothing, they're making up things. I mean, dude, the stuff they talk about on there is, is like, insane. Talking about random animals, the animal kingdom, like, who, who would win in fights between animals, like, fucking stupid as shit. Like, and they'll relate to everything. There's so many, which yeah, I know you'd appreciate these, there's so many COVID jokes, COVID references, when Rogers comes on there, it's like. Dude, it's yeah, that's awful. what he called
0: Travis Kelsey Mister Pfizer, right?
1: But it's every um, week. They always they always make Johnson and Johnson references. They tell they tell Aaron. They're like, "Did you really? Did you really tear your Achilles?" <laughs> like, you know, they still ask him all that stupid shit. I don't know. I just I think they're so funny too. And they get uh everybody goes on there, dude. Everybody. They they have every like JJ Watt is a weekly, Aaron Rodgers is a weekly, Schefter's a weekly, um the Kyle Van Oy is a weekly, then they have like Connor Bedard, they'll have NBA players. I mean they've had uh they've had Sue Bird on there, like no, it's everybody. On like,
0: it's on at like a weird time, so I can't watch it on TV. Well it's on one to three, right? Noon
1: to
0: three. Noon to three. Um so we just got an update from Elijah with our Pick'Em uh, scores. Eric, after this week, was plus two, currently leading with 138 total points. I was plus seven this week um, with a total score of 112. Marty, plus three, 109 and a half total points. And Saint, plus two, 92 and a half. You should answer, Eric, about the uh, Michigan. So it looks well, like –
1: like, uh, what are you reading this off the group text
0: in our chat yeah so Eric uh definitely is going to win so good for him I hope to keep be staying in second place so I can keep my my initial buy-in which would be great I'm also in the championship for our fantasy football league um hoping to win that it was in three leagues made it to one but the the one I want to win I mean I want to win them all but the most important one the largest one get that that would be sweet
1: which one's that
0: ours which is the, the largest uh buy-in
1: out of for your stuff
0: i did three yeah two at work and then one with uh with the home guys
1: the home so, guys what no the you home guys. guys you're saying is the, the home guy yeah they're
0: the for whatever the hell it is yeah yeah
1: that's the that's the nicest one
0: yeah the other ones were like 50 dollars each which ah. i guess i'll take it but Um, I lost in the the quarterfinals of my work. One the week that Hill and Olave both sat because they were hurt.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that was Justin Jefferson going out all these weeks. And how about getting need to get into the playoffs? And Higgins, the uh, T Higgins does absolutely nothing. Jefferson gets hurt, and then while Jefferson got hurt, yeah, Addison Addison gets thirty. What do you have, 32 points that week? Then the following week, Jefferson's hurt. Like, I'm out now. So this was two weeks ago, and I'm out. T. Higgins has 35. <laughs> like, he had fucking two touchdowns because Chase of was this out. past
0: week. Chase was out this week, yeah.
1: Two weeks ago, he went out during the game. T. Higgins had two touchdowns and, like, 10 catches yeah. for 100. And, like, what the fuck? Dude? He also
0: went off this week, too.
1: I know. All the weeks I – you know, I could have fucking used it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got a big game coming up for, you got a big game coming up, uh, against the giants. I might go to that game actually. Uh, Rams so at I giants. wanted,
1: I wanted to go. That's what I'm, I was actually, cause I was talking about it with, um, it's
0: easier for me to just like wake up and go as opposed to you who are just,
1: I know, but I've been saying that since the beginning of the year. And I also said, if neither team was relevant, obviously I wasn't going to go. And five weeks ago, it was looking like neither team was going to be relevant. And then,
0: uh but it's new year's eve though that's the that's the crux
1: i know and i don't and i it is and i don't i do not want to go into like i don't want to be out in new york on new year's eve i just like there's nothing about me that's a
0: one o'clock game i mean you'd have to no i know and and would you come in and and go right back like is that
1: we'd we if if i did it and what i was saying before like i would talk or i would come and then because we would also be going against You'd be going against where everybody would be coming in around that time to go out get their hotels or do whatever, and we'd be going out. Plus, you're going to the Meadowlands. You can kind of navigate around it.
0: It's a pain in the I, ass to get out of there at all times, I guess.
1: At all times anyway, but I think now you're going to have way more people coming in. I just know I don't – like, I don't have – I don't – it is a 1 o'clock game, so we could get out of there. I just don't want to have anything to do with New York on fucking New Year's. I don't know. Like,
0: I, I get wanting to watch games in person. I, Dude, I, I can't. I would much rather watch a big football game for my team on my TV. I'm
1: not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think like every, like, don't get me wrong. The Pats ones in the box are cool, but like, I'm not a Pats fan. So that's just kind of more go there, get the food mm-hmm. whatever. Like this is like, so this is actually the Rams coincidentally need this win to get into the playoffs. Like it's a meaningful game at the end of the year. It's going to be cold in MetLife. The giants just came off of a shit a game that they actually could have won. Right, and then they would act if the Giants were still in contention. Like then you're talking about a real game at the end of the year. Like this would be a. Did you watch
0: that? Did you watch that uh, Giants uh, Eagles game? Yeah. Did you was okay? There's two plays that stick out in my mind that were not called. That Wondell Robinson pass up the sideline was a total pi. And then on the last play of the game, Wondell Robinson got shoved out of the back of the end zone.
1: That's what they were arguing about.
0: I just like and then, like it's just like they don't those are two massive
1: calls, and you know here here's my problem is no one they don't come out after the game and I think the NFL would get a lot more credibility and this is like this is always the shit that Eric talks about and if he was here I'm sure he would. This is the always shit where like oh it fits the script and like this is why people get all of this shit. If the NFL yeah. really wanted to just kill all of that, they would come out after the game and dude, you got to you got to have some sacrificial lamb sometimes. You got to say this ref fucked up and he's getting fined. 10 grand like you have right. to you have to start saying that these guys are screwing up because people are it's so evident like it's so bad some of these calls are so bad that how some about the no calls uh, some of the no calls the calls i mean even in in college it was bad too i don't know that Iowa Minnesota game where that punt return that was literally the worst call i've ever seen in the, I didn't that see i can it. remember he they said He called a fair catch on a punt. Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Iowa. It was ten to. It was ten to seven, Uh and Minnesota punted it, and they said the Iowa guy he catches the ball. They don't do anything. It's a live play. He has a nice return. He jukes out like four people. He runs for a touchdown. It's a sixty yard, sixty two yard punt return for a touchdown. Plays over. They're on the sidelines. They throw a flag. And they say – and they they bring it back. They go to a review, and they say that he called fair catch. They, they literally made it up, and they said that he called fair catch. They go through the whole play. He doesn't even do anything with his arms. He doesn't do anything. He literally goes like this to go, to go like, catch the ball, and mm-hmm. then he catches it. And if they did say that he called fair catch and then he tried to run with it, it, it's a penalty. Run. It's a oh, penalty. Really? Yes, it's a penalty in college. He would have gotten a penalty. So they didn't even – they didn't throw the flag on the field. And then after they went back and reviewed, and Iowa lost the game. Dude, it's like – it's a horrible call, and they don't justify – they don't say anything. They don't say what happened. They don't explain anything to you. And I think that's what people in the NFL are getting sick of because it's the same shit. That – how about the Colts – what was it? Colts, Browns, like four weeks ago where the game ended because they threw the ball. I mean, dude, it was a – he literally got shoved into the – into the wall. He got shoved into the wall, out of bounds, no flag. And that ended the game. They didn't call. It was a fourth down. They threw a post in the end zone. Uh, the Colts were driving. Throw a post into the end zone. Right. He goes to catch it. The defender, sho- dude, he had to shove him like six yards. It was like the most blatant thing in the world. They don't well, call I was, it.
0: You know, I'm watching last yesterday, and it's like the one, I guess if you wanted to like weigh out which one to call, you would think the one up the sideline was like, and and maybe they could have made an argument that it was an uncatchable ball, but I don't. It didn't seem like it was that far out of his reach.
1: The non like the non controversial one, the one that's not the last play of the game, because they don't want right. to end the game with the let. But here's the thing: there's nevertheless, no, you
0: still have to make the call no matter what time is left in the game.
1: There's no transparency on any of it, and that's I think that a lot of people are starting to get really pissed because that's you have no idea. And think about it when you watch a game now. What I really hate about what does really bother me about the NFL is when you watch a game, dude. You can sit here and every fan everywhere is going like this every fucking passing play. <laughs> like I do it too as a as a like as oh, a joke expect, or like I'm pissed off or whatever. Now. Dude, but we expect pass interference on every play, and then the most blatant ones don't get it called. Yeah, and, yeah, like it it really does make no sense. I don't understand. I don't understand how the NFL doesn't try to save face and justify. They don't it have to.
0: They don't have to. That's why. Because so many people watch. They don't have to. They know you're going to watch no matter what. They don't have to.
1: And these games. these That's not a good excuse. I know. But, like, they're partners with, like, DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff. Dude, there's a lot of money that's swinging on these flags. And it is very convenient that some of these flags get called at certain (laughs) times. Like... It's, it does seem a little wild. I don't know. Some of the stuff is, I'm not, I don't believe in the screw or whatever, all the bullshit, but it is crazy how much the flags determine the game or lack thereof when they're very, very evident. And now all of a sudden this year, like we've, we've had what, three or four times we talked about a few weeks ago, this offsides on the defense that they start or the offsides. Oh, on they the called offense. it
0: on uh, John Michael Schmitz the other day. He moved his head and I, I didn't, I didn't get that at all.
1: Hadn't seen it for, hadn't seen it for years, and now all of a sudden, uh, now it's been called. Is that the sixth time this year? If that was when it was called again, that's a, I think that's a sixth time this season they've called offensive offsides.
0: Like, oh no, 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 I'm talking about false. I'm talking about the false start from John Michael Schmitz where he,
1: where he moved his head
0: right. up and down. I thought centers okay. were allowed to do that.
1: No, because it can't. And, they can, but if if the defense moves, so if they do it and nobody reacts, it's fine. But if they do it and the defense moves, it's on them.
0: That seems a little
1: dumb. Right, but it's to penalize them. So if he goes like this and nobody moves, then he won't get he won't because he incited the movement by doing this, right? Because that gets them the jump.
0: Yeah, but isn't he like at some point trying to look back and see what his quarterback's doing in between his legs? Like, shouldn't you be able to? Not the whole point of him moving. No, his because
1: head? they go they go on silent counts. They go they have different cadences. These guys do a bunch of shit now. So no, they're not always doing that. It's always it's always based off rhythm and timing. And a lot of times they don't say anything, dude. A lot of times they're snapping it like they'll tap his side or he'll hit underneath his thigh. Like they have different ways where they snap mm-hmm. the ball now. They don't necessarily do it that way.
0: So then why doesn't a defensive player just move every single time the guy does it?
1: Because if it's too late of a reaction that's also if he's already set and you also have to cross over the line into the neutral zone or you have to touch somebody right, so if you just jump a little bit, if he goes like this and you just jump a little bit and you don't do anybody and or, and you don't touch anybody, but then you go further even more, they could call on defense because then it's neutral zone infraction because it didn't it t- it was like too long of a delay between right. his reaction and your reaction to that it's a fucking stupid thing i was listening to j i was listening to jj watt talk about it on mcafee and he was like yeah we used to screw with because there's different things you can do too to like screw with the cadences and stuff but certain things are illegal and certain things don't get me
0: wrong i'm not saying that the refs have an easy job but like the the officiating in the nfl and you could probably you know chalk college up to the same thing has been absolutely atrocious
1: yeah, I'm not saying they have an easy job either. I, I just am saying it seems like for a, the most profitable organization in North America, they could figure out how to. We could figure out like, hey, that was probably a bad play. How do we avoid this from happening? And I like, mean, they
0: review everything under the sun. They can't. They can't. Like somebody can't come in and overrule a referee and, and be like, oh, I might have seen that a little differently. And
1: that's the other thing. Why, if they wanted to really fix it. Why are flags not challengeable? This, it's, it makes no sense. Why would you not be able to challenge a flag? If you really wanted the game to be done the right way, you allow these guys to challenge flags. Yeah. Cause it makes no sense. I don't know.
0: There's no, I don't think there's an answer, a clear right or wrong answer. Oh, there's no clear like solution, really. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're having discussions about it. They will if viewership drops.
1: I don't think I mean the viewership's only going up and up, like and there's they're still feeding off this Taylor Swift bullshit. Oh my
0: god. I actually watched the um I watched that game on the Nickelodeon broadcast.
1: <laughs> Was it good?
0: Um I mean I didn't like it wasn't my favorite, but I could see how for like kids it would be interesting and kids would they're trying to like, you know, get more kids interested in football at a younger age. I get it. They did. A, they did a great job with it. Like, I'll give them that. But yeah, I don't know, man. The the I was really disappointed when I watched that game last night because you know at the end of the day, I hate the Eagles. I hate Nick Sirianni. I just I can't stand them. I like Jason <laughs> Kelsey. He strikes me on. as a
1: guy you would hate.
0: Oh, he's such sure. an asshole. He's such an asshole. But like, and I like Jason Kelsey. I just don't like him when we're playing him. Right, that right. whole like you know f you mentality and like dog type guy he is like yeah it's great except when you're playing my team i don't like it right you know you like and you know pat mahomes did the same thing a few weeks ago right he just like complains and I mean, I don't know if you watched that game, but that dude has no help whatsoever, even
1: from Travis Kelsey. He's getting oh, nothing.
0: He's getting he's, – dude, he's running for his life. He's picking up first downs with his legs. guy has <laughs> got no one to throw to. And
1: it just – it shows how, like – and it's crazy that the Chiefs could still win again, and it's truly, truly a one-man team. Like I
0: don't think that they have the talent. They don't have enough pieces to win. There's not enough time to fix this. That's what Ryan well, Clark was saying, right? There's not enough time left in the season to clean up those mistakes that they're making.
1: Right. And I agree. It's just, it's amazing that they have nine wins. Like, yeah. It's, he, it really shows how good Pat is. Like, and that they, when they had talent around him, that's why they were unstoppable. They had a good defense. You had, you know, decent linebacking core. You had a good D line. They don't have anything now. And their defense really isn't what well, their defense is the bottom third of the league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they have some, like, name guys. They have some name brand guys on offense, but none of them are doing anything.
0: I mean, like, yeah, Travis oh. Kelsey's been kind of not there. I saw somebody on Twitter say like these two are spending too much. They're doing too many commercials, right? The State Farm commercials, the oh, Pfizer commercials. Andy Reid's in them too now.
1: I know. I mean, who cares? Mahomes like, and my auto. Yeah.
0: You know. Um, but if they turned it on and started winning, would I be surprised? Absolutely not.
1: No, but they also. Travis Kelsey, he was talking about on his thing. Like, he's, Pat basically got him all those. Like, Pat was the reason they started reaching out to him more. Like, Travis really wasn't on much. It was usually Pat. He got him on State Farm. He got him on a few other ones that he's on. And then they started branching off of that. But, I don't know. I, I know think Experian is.
0: He's on Experian commercial, too. But, he's Experian is like a massive sponsor of their podcast. Really? Yeah. I know that because I. I knew somebody who like reached out to the Kelsey's to do, um, some advertising on their podcast or uh, for their company, and it was similar. It was like a similar product, you know. It was like in the banking world, um, and they were like, "No, we can't because we're with, um, Experian." Hmm. So that's why. Do their podcast is like number one, on like all sports podcasts. I think theirs is number one. Really. Like rated number one like most downloads most listens all that stuff yeah it's a good i mean it's good it's a great it's a kudos to them man they did a. they're doing a great job with it would i know it is it is
1: interesting interesting and people like them people like jason a lot i think his documentary helped him a lot did you watch that documentary i have not in its entire it's on um
0: amazon prime it's good it's it's actually really good yeah it's really good i enjoyed it um how about the the, the 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 Detroit Lions? First NFC North championship in 30 years. Dude, I they know. hadn't won it in my entire lifetime. That's when I was like, that's crazy.
1: I know. And I really do. I know. I know you don't care, but I really do want a Rams-Lions playoff game for the Stafford versus Goff. Because honestly, either way, I would obviously be hurt if, whatever, we'll lose to fucking Jared Goff. But... I think Stafford throws for like 400 yards in that game. He just and their defense is not good. <laughs> the Lions defense not Mm-mm. good. So
0: it's crazy I Goff think, is like Goff is better I think on the Lions.
1: He's always oh, much better, dude. He's yeah. he's a whole new he's a whole new quarterback. Like he's real I I like watching him. Like I like watching him play. I never liked watching him uh, with us. Like I never liked him on the Rams. He was so uncomfortable. He was he couldn't because also McVeigh's offense takes a little bit of like, you know, you do things on your own. If you watch the Lions' offense, it's very much like, it's very read progressions. Like, hey, you're not going to have the one, you're going to have the two. Really? This guy's here, this guy's. Everybody has a specific point in time where they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to be there. McVeigh kind of flies under, like, Stafford can kind of just wing things. I mean, look at some of the throws he was making the other day. Like, scram. he's starting, he's scrambling, he has to make things happen. Plus, when you have Cup and Puka, you just kind of let some things happen. You don't have yeah. to have as much scripted stuff. It's two completely different styles of offense, but golf works better than that.
0: <clears throat> I really like
1: Dan Campbell. So do I.
0: Oh, he's awesome.
1: One of my favorite.
0: I watched I, the locker room talk, like the the speech he gave to them in the locker room after they won. It was like awesome.
1: Oh, dude, he's like a he's a man's man, dude.
0: Coach. He's like first of all, he's huge. yes
1: he, <laughs> he still works out like he did. He said, "I try to keep myself in the same mentality." Cause he has been on Pat too a bunch of times on MacFees he said, I try to keep myself in the same mentality that I had when I was a player. So I work out exactly like I did when I was a player.
0: Like, yeah. It shows awesome. dude. He's, what, do you, what position did he play?
1: A, was he a linebacker?
0: I don't know, man, but he's, he's huge. Yeah. He's, he's a great coach. Um,
1: and how he wants, I mean, dude, how do you not love that guy? He literally said he wanted to get a pet lion on the sideline.
0: <laughs> like, like, i didn't know he said that
1: <laughs> he was that's how he wanted to motivate the guys he said he said it as a joke to the gm and the owner and they're like no dan we can't like we really can't do that he wanted to get like a lion in the cage on the sidelines to like <laughs> <laughs> Out there, that. he said guy. he said i want that he goes and then i remember when he got hired and he did his uh his presser. And he was talking about how he wanted to bite people's kneecaps off. You remember that? No, <laughs> dude, he's, he was crazy. He's like, I, he goes, I want to be as, he said something like, I want to be as ferocious as a lion. we if we're going to come out there, I'm going to be, I'm biting people's kneecaps off. Like we're going to go all in. <laughs>
0: that can't be any worse than the jets uh, head coach, Adam, Adam Gase back oh, in the day dude. when he was like, looking huh. off into space, looking at aliens or whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he was stoned.
0: Or the, um, the Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach when he met one of the players for the first time. Do you remember? Did you ever see that?
1: What? No.
0: Oh, dude. I can't even do it justice by doing it. I wish I had a soundboard so I could play what he said. Dude, he said some of the weirdest things. Really? The, uh, yeah, it was so funny. But um, I don't know. So the Giants lost to the Eagles. What was it? 30,
1: 33-28? Yeah. No, no.
0: 30. it would have been a tie game if they got a two-point conversion, so it was 30, I don't even Lost know.
1: by eight. Yeah, 33-25. 30, 30, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, fucking
1: score.
0: The Tommy DeVito era, I think, has come to a conclusion. Um It was
1: nice for a few weeks. It yeah, was fun. Really fucking like yeah. Italian shit. It was
0: good. It was fun while it lasted, but Tyrod Taylor clearly should be starting the, the last two games of the season. Um,
1: oh, he's much better. Like,
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, Tommy Vito, was, he, did, he did what he was supposed to do. Like, Don't get me wrong. He can move. You know, He's younger than Tyrod, but he doesn't have the experience that Tyrod does. But, uh, the, I mean, the Giants are all in on a quarterback in this draft, and I don't know who it's going to be. Right. Probably end up being Jaden Daniels, if I had to guess, based off where they're going to finish in the draft
1: where are they going to finish in the draft? And Jaden Daniels is, I don't know, Kirk Herbstreit's pretty high. He says, and what well, people You know what, the Giants have the,
0: Giants have the uh, fifth pick right now. And really? if they lose out, which they could, you know, New England won this week, which still, they're still in the four. The Jets are currently in the, the ninth pick, right? Because they won, how do you, what, were they up 20-0 and they blew that lead?
1: um they won still right yeah they
0: did they did so that moves them down to nine chicago is at eight but they have the one from the carolina panthers tennessee the chargers so like all the teams in front of them right like new england quarterback washington maybe a quarterback i don't know arizona quarterback and mm, maybe i don't know it depends what they do with what they do with kyler murray and chicago quarterback Hmm. I actually saw something today that um Caleb Williams liked a post on Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever. He liked the post where where it said the Bears should not draft Caleb Williams. Well, if I'm the if I'm the Bears and I see that, I'm like I don't want this guy.
1: you, you literally fuck this guy. Also, why? Are, why is it guaranteed the Bears are quarterback? I, am I not mistaken? They, haven't they won like three in a row and Justin Fields playing pretty well?
0: Like, yeah, but I don't know if there's
1: are are they out on him? Have you have you seen that somewhere?
0: From the radio shows that I listen to, it sounds like the talk around the the sports world is that they are out on him. But I don't. Again, no one really knows that for sure, right?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: I mean, it's like every single sports guy that I see say things like Andy Martino is like, well, if if this guy comes to the New York, it's going to be to the Yankees. And guy ends up going to the Dodgers. I swear they just like say stuff to like potentially be the first one. Right.
1: Right. Well, ultimately, it is a guess. Like you can just say, oh, you know, sources. Yeah, they have Sources sources in the know at the time.
0: Well, they have sources on the inside. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, how do you know that that source is feeding you like legitimate information? I guess you don't, so you can't really blame them for saying stuff. But it's just it's the same thing. Well, that whole Yamamoto Yamamoto thing was like getting to be sources annoying.
1: Sources in the know at the time. That's what
0: they say. Yeah, at the time, <laughs> <laughs> cover your bases. Um, right. So let's see. So we had a we had a lot of good games on this past. Um, past weekend i know we're 44 minutes in but uh i hope everyone had a uh good christmas uh good holiday um merry christmas. haven't watched any pistons games merry christmas to you uh from the new york fellas my brother Gabe got me a really sweet uh custom golf balls with our new york fellas logo on them. i might have to put them up there for sale
1: those are sweet
0: they are really That's cool he was like yeah i had to pivot i'm gonna make i'm making you a nice neon sign <laughs> he said it wasn't gonna be done in time and taylor was like oh that's awesome and she's like where the hell are you gonna put that
1: a neon sign like what like if you were in a studio that's like dim that you could put in the background yeah yeah that's <laughs> Maybe hanging
0: in my living room new york fellas in bright neon just t- tell
1: Gabe he's to build us a studio too
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure if i asked he'd be like yeah no i can do it
1: no yeah I just,
0: according to him he could put up the deck in one day in our back you know the back of our house
1: <laughs> What? what? No, you,
0: you never heard that story
1: no when he was That's like i don't know, I know, know when he was
0: younger he was like 15 16 when he just started really getting into like framing and things like that he's like i mean the, the deck at my parents house goes from the whole length of the, the house yeah right yeah. It's, a, it's not a small deck he's like Oh yeah, I I could have had that whole deck frame one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't.
1: That's the most genteel way, baby. Talk confidently yeah. about a bunch of things. You don't have you don't have any business saying.
0: Could he do it now? Maybe. I mean, he's also like 27 now, so like you know, 10 years of experience, sure. But it's funny I, at Christmas Eve, you know, it was everyone's kind of, you know, married, having kids, and visiting other people um so it wasn't a full family christmas eve like with all my brothers and my dad had uh one of the people from the church come over and uh the the son who was there he's like 16 i think he's a sophomore in high school and uh he goes oh anthony you know listen if all my boys were here right now you'd be gasping for air and i thought that was the funniest thing
1: it is pretty
0: funny. The four of us just sucked the air out of a room. Um,
1: all, all the fucking talk and <laughs> bullshit.
0: Yeah, all the nonsense that gets spewed at the dinner table. Anyway, so a lot of good games on this past weekend. Um, I'm, I still, You know what? I know the NFL did play on Christmas Day, but I still really like the NBA Christmas Day, um, you know, games. Yeah,
1: and, and, I'll tune in. I watch and, them. And and not to, the Knicks got know, a big win.
0: The Knicks did have a big win. They beat the Bucs finally. I think they beat them 129-122. They were up for most of the game and it kind of got close towards the end. But a few things about the Knicks. I don't understand who makes the schedule and how they make it because the Knicks played the Bucs at home on the 23rd, day off, and then they played the Bucs on Christmas Day at home again. It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: They're trying to s- travel restrictions. They're trying to save certain stuff. They're trying to save. Going yeah, to save that place.
0: makes sense. That makes sense when you're playing like, okay, the Nets on one day and then the Knicks on the next or like two days later. They played this. the Knicks at home twice.
1: They played the Knicks at MSA. Madison
0: Square Garden on the 23rd. And then they played them on Christmas. Yeah, so day. the
1: team doesn't ha- the team doesn't have to travel back. I've, the Celtics have done that. They have like the Magic and then the Cavs home twice back to back, like a day off in between. I think so. They don't have to travel back there. I think they're just trying to eliminate some. I don't fucking
0: know. Oh, the carbon emissions.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're big on
0: that. <laughs> um. Yeah, but carbon the Knicks emissions. did have a big win against the Bucks. Um. You know, I got to talk about this real quick because it's been bothering me so much. I don't know if you watch or saw what Becky Hammond said about Jalen Brunson?
1: No, I saw you said that. I don't know what you were oh. referring to, though. She
0: basically was like, the Knicks don't have that dude, right? They don't have that that dude. And Kendrick Perkins was like, yeah, they have that dude. It's Jalen Brunson. And she's like, oh, Jay- no, he's not that dude. He's too he's too small. He's too small. You know, look at she's like, look at Stockton. Look at Nash. Look at those guys. They were too small. You can't win in the NBA unless you have, you know, height. And... I understand what she's saying in that regard, but you can't not say that Jalen Brunson hasn't been that dude for the past two years for the Knicks.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely been. Dude, he's more a than one. Solid. He's a
0: one. He's you got Knicks people, Twitter accounts that sell merch. They're selling shirts that say one A because she said he's not a one A guy. You know, and I'll 1A. post up on her social media that's like the picture of Jalen Brunson, like with a you know a beautiful shot. And I said, don't let Becky Hammond see this. You know, close your eyes, Becky.
1: Oh my god!
0: Like they pay these can people can just to
1: take t- anything and do anything with
0: it. Yeah, but if you watch the the like halftime show or whatever the, M- the NBA Insider, whatever the hell the show was in its entirety, like it was just like so disrespectful. And somebody was like, "Oh, disrespectful by comparing him to John Stock and Steve Nash." I'm like, I must have missed the part where she compared their skill sets. All she did was compare them in their height size,
1: right? And she That's said not, not good He's not good enough because of his height,
0: basically can't win because he's too small
1: right which what, what was she on like nba live or something She
0: works for ESPN.
1: i thought she was the coach for
0: mm, no she was with the spurs for a little bit right
1: yeah but then she coaches the aces is she just doing this off season she's the head coach okay yeah because
0: their seasons don't
1: yeah their seasons don't overlap so she just worked for them in the off season yeah or something? yeah
0: i guess i don't i don't know i just looked up i was like this becky hamill over for uspn i was like yeah i think she's on like a contract i think regardless of whether or not she works for them or not but she was on that show on espn talking about you know brunson not being that dude and i'm like i don't know how much more this guy has to do to to get a little respect around you know the these talking heads
1: uh probably win a title
0: yeah i mean that would do a lot but like obviously the knicks are not constructed right now they're not good enough to win a title like i think most nick fans oh, you just know that.
1: do you mean they're not a ridiculous super team like you know yeah you well, i mean listen games. the
0: celtics i don't think are necessarily a super team
1: i mean i think the celtics were constructed in a way that is going to be hard to beat
0: i don't think they have a julius Randle's a really good player i know he gets a lot of flack from a lot of people but i think he's a really good player they're they don't have like a like the, the Celtics have Tatum and Brown. We don't have like a, a another guard that is like scary. Quickly is kind of becoming that, but he's also off the bench. Um I mean,
1: you know I like mean I guess
0: RJ, my... RJ Barrett just hasn't turned into the player I think that they wanted that they wanted him to turn into.
1: The thing that I can t- the thing that I can say about the Celtics is I mean, dude, they can just score so many ways. Like I <laughs> I guess that's, and I know it's always. I always go back to shooting and whatever, which it usually is. But they can just, they can, they don't have any issue scoring. If one guy's off, it doesn't matter. Which is, I that's usually what wins in the NBA, right? Like I think you guys have attested more than anybody. Like there's a lot of nights where nobody on the Knicks is doing shit on offense, and now it hasn't happened this year. Really, Brunson's been solid more times than not i guess well, they need
0: all three of those guys they need brunson they need brunson barrett and if you look at the stats i don't have it in front of me but i saw it the other day like when brunson barrett and um randall all have 20 plus like they do really well
1: and how but how much does that happen
0: i think it happens more often than not but i'm just saying i think they just don't have that guy that could step in when Brunson potentially and Randall is having an off night. And when I say off night, like less than 20.
1: And I think that's what it comes down to too, is like, you could also like, matchup wise. I don't think it's hard to match up with them, right? Like you can, you can help on Brunson and the size, if you're talking about in that respect, the size does matter because it's pretty easy if the other guys aren't scoring to lock down, to, or like, even if Brunson only gets twenty and nobody else is doing anything, like, right? I, I don't know. It's not not terribly difficult.
0: I mean, when quickly plays well, which he has been for a little bit, for a while, like they, um, you know, he's he's a fun player to watch, and he's he's going to get paid eventually. I know they didn't come to terms uh, over this past off season, but
1: what about uh Dante Divincenzo? <laughs>
0: I mean, he's, he's good. He's a solid player. Like he's won a title. He won a title with the bucks. Like I'm, he's a good basketball player, but I don't think you're not winning a title with just Dante DiVincenzo alone. Right. And I'm sure if you ask right. him that question, he'd give you the same response. Um, well, but yeah, when, she's, when she promise. said that, it's like, I've seen f- a few people like say things about him and I'm like, this guy has to be one of the best free agent signings that Knicks have had. And like, God knows how long.
1: Oh, we're just gonna time. talk
0: about how short he is like come on
1: and and he's pretty much i mean from my perspective he's pretty much what you want in, in a player too like head down mentality doesn't say a lot doesn't really get mad at things doesn't react doesn't like he's like he pretty is he is a pretty sound leader like you could build a team around that guy just because of like yes. who he is and how yeah, he I acts I, yeah, I and agree. that's like and not, not and maybe not the skill wise. Like you need other players that may have more skill. You need bigs, you need better guys, but like you can build around him as like the leader. Like he's good. Yeah, like, he's the, like he
0: is the de facto captain of that team. No doubt. Right. Yeah. There's no, no doubt. I,
1: I and he he just breeds like that He's a like, like he's I've, a very
0: likable player.
1: And what everyone talks about that yeah, you know, the fucking New York City toughness, right? The New York City grit, which maybe doesn't even exist anymore. But All that stuff. He's the guy. Like that's what you think about. You think about put his head down, go to work. Like doesn't say a lot of stuff. Like I'm doing. Yeah, he's like he's got
0: the same kind of characteristics that Aaron Judge has,
1: right? And people like that.
0: Exactly. I think people like like that more than like the the John Morant's of the world who are just kind of like. And maybe Josh's second act will be a lot better. And I hope it is because he's a he's an awesome player. Like Um, if
1: you gave if you gave me and I know this is I mean this would probably be a hot take to somebody but like if you gave me those two guys right now as they are and just said hey their skills everything you know about them comes into play right now who would you rather have on your team and you have a decent core around it like dude I I just don't
0: yeah I I, I know what you're gonna say is Bronson but like
1: I it's hard to still... deny Jaws' skill and I understand that and he might actually bring the Grizzlies back to the playoffs but dude it's gonna be such a headache well listen like, what
0: is what is you know Michael K always says what's the greatest deodorant you know, talent and you put up with a lot of garbage for, for talented guys.
1: I know, but is his going to like maintain or is he going to get himself out of the league? I mean, he doesn't oh, show of going anywhere. We
0: don't, we don't know yet. We'll see. I, mean, I think he'll be fine.
1: You don't worry about that with Brunson, right? I don't no, think right. I'll you
0: don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about <laughs> him being just like a jackass.
1: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just tough.
0: I also really like Josh Hart. I really, and uh, really, he's also that he kind of brings that like tough mentality to the court. Um, that right. New York City toughness that you were referring to, he definitely plays that part very well, and he's also a very likable
1: guy, right? They're like a I don't know, they you got the Villanova squad,
0: need... DiVincenzo, they got Hart, Brunson. <laughs> Do I need Archie Diacono or whatever the hell that guy's name is on the bench? Right. Like,
1: they're yeah. gonna be, this year's draft is gonna be all all three of Villanova's guards. Are they good? Uh, one of them's okay. The other two aren't really. I mean, Villanova's also struggled this year, but Villanova always breeds out good guards. Mm-hmm. Clearly,
0: yeah. Regardless. I mean, listen, think the, you know, after after I think after Becky Hammond said that about Bronson, I think he's averaged like since she said that in like the three or four games, he's averaged like thirty six points a game.
1: So you just brought that up recently. Was that a while ago? Yeah,
0: no, it was within the last like week.
1: Oh. I thought I thought when you said it it like happened like that night when you were watching
0: MVP. I don't I don't maybe I saw it that that day but it it happened last week maybe like I think it happened after the Phoenix game which he scored 50 points and went 9 for 9 from the three point line. <laughs>
1: right. That's a that That's in,
0: that's her. insane.
1: I'll tell you I listen I'm going to sound like the same Beating the same dead horse that I always do, but dude, I am getting so sick of college is trying to turn into the NBA game, and it's so bad. Like, I was watching a game the other day; they attempted forty-eight threes. Like, it's fucking awful. (laughs) They attempted forty threes. The first half, it was not a game that maybe everybody would watch. Purdue four Wayne against Pitt, right? And the first half, Pitt went zero for nineteen from three. Purdue Fort Wayne went two for 16. It was such bad basketball. Can you and like, keep, but
0: can't you say that's like bad coaching?
1: I, and that's what I said. I was arguing about this with my, with Kyle. Remember Kyle? You met him? He's mm-hmm. a big basketball. Mm-hmm. He's a big basketball guy. He's actually a basketball coach too. He, he coached on. The golfer uh, guy? First high school. Yeah, yeah. But, and I was talking to him and I was like, dude, this at a certain point, I don't understand how these coaches, and this is what bothers me too, because it is, you're right, it's hand in hand. You're not calling timeout and saying, hey guys, we're not doing this anymore.
0: Yeah, dump it down. No more chucking.
1: Right. Let's go in and out. Let's work it around. And you're not going to take a shot under, unless it's under 10 seconds in the shot clock, like, or unless you're wide open. Like, you need to figure out how to work the ball. I mean, Mike, some of these shots are so fucking ugly. And dude, I was at the Marquette Providence game providence won that game and marquette outplayed them and providence won by the final score they won by 14 and they dominated the whole game pretty much Mm -hmm. it's it's all because of shooting marquette is a better basketball team caleb colin might be the best player in the country like watching him play but providence just made shots they were making these ridiculous contested threes and they kept going in and it's like there's no flow of the game. It's not like you were, tr- when you were like, when we were coming through, it's like, Hey, flow of the game. If you're coming down, sure. you get a flow flow the game three or you get a one pick and pass kick. Like, yeah. But when think-
0: that's happening, like as a coach, you should also be able to say like, all right, guys, shots are falling tonight. So keep shooting. But when they're not, you got to be able to pivot.
1: You got to be able to pivot, and nobody pivots. Nobody pivots. I don't know. I watch a. I I watch much more college than I do the NBA. I mean, I watch NBA more. So it's like Sports Center highlights. See who wins. Watch the, see the Celtics right. score. Like whatever. I watch. I actually watch a lot of college. And dude, it is. It's becoming increasingly more and more and more. But these guys are so talented. They can all shoot.
0: Mm-hmm. But the
1: bigs in college can shoot now. These six ten bigs in college are spotting. Well, that's up. what the Let's, NBA is. I know because they're trying to get themselves ready for the NBA. So that NBA mindset mentality is taking over too. Like, I hate it. I, I just, I just hate watching it. Like I, I'm, I'm not saying i like, obviously dude, I like shooters. You want guys who can shoot, you want to be able to shoot threes, but like, you just want it to look like something, not just this fucking hey, awful ISO bullshit, fucking threes.
0: Three is more than two.
1: Right. That's fucking,
0: <laughs> um, too. So with that said, I know we haven't talked much about the Yankees. There hasn't been much going on in free agency, but, you know, I got to. Oh, when they they got that guy. They traded Florio. You yes. know, everyone says Florio didn't get a chance. Like, I'm pretty sure he had like a few chances to like in at on the big league level and just like didn't. Didn't pan he didn't out. And I they, wouldn't say he they, had a maybe they size. maybe they had plans to move on from him a long time ago and they were just waiting for the best opportunity
1: I, I wouldn't say he has a he had a large sample size I would say he had a decent amount of games where He had he enough of a
0: sample size
1: no i he had enough where he could have produced and made a little bit more and started to come along but
0: um anyway but I, so you know baseball's kind of been quiet since the Yamamoto signed. I was thinking about this the other day. If I'm Blake Snell and I'm coming off of a Cy Young and I'm a free agent and everyone has been after this Yamamoto guy and I just won the Cy Young, like, I'm pretty pissed off. You not heard pissed anything off. about him.
1: You haven't heard anything but pissed off, but you can also just, I mean, dude, he's going to be able to ask. For, he's going to be able to ask for such an inflated amount of money because of that. Like he can be, yeah, mad, maybe it, it
0: helps him, I guess, but like, don't you think like he should be? And I don't know if the Yankees should go after him. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you need another guy. I mean, like, Snell's great, like, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, I don't, he's gonna want so much money and he's 30, 30 or 31. Like, how much are you willing, how many years are you willing to give him? They should go out and trade. I know Groundy and I both agreed we should try to go trade for Corbin Burns, but. How much I don't are you know, but even you Burns, giving up? I
1: don't. I'm not a big. I don't know. I guess I like Burns is okay. I'm not a huge Burns like would, you, would you
0: be okay with Shane Bieber? I mean, I know he's a little older, but
1: yeah, I I guess it also depends what you're gonna pay. Like, and I know Snell's gonna cost a lot of money. I just, I just don't think we have. I think it's shown year in and year out. We don't have enough pitching to sustain long term, and like that's what We're I kind of. Really, really,
0: we didn't really have anything last year. Besides Cole.
1: Right. But we also didn't really have a reason to, I mean, I'm talking I mean, listen, about playoff if, time, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, if, if Rodan had a different season last year, I don't think we're having this, the same type of conversation about pitching.
1: So what are we basing it on though? We're basing it on Rodon having that his same past, season. His,
0: or? No, we're basing it on. Well, outside of those two, like, let's say, let's say Rodon bounces back. Right.
1: I guess I'm discounting Nestor too. Like I don't know. Yeah,
0: Nestor is he's a good he's a good he's a serviceable starter. Like he's a good you know he's a good he's a decent pitcher. Right. Uh, Who's your starters? I mean, you have Cole, Rodon, Nestor, Clark Schmidt, and then I don't know I don't even know the fifth guy's name. You know. So I so I I don't know. You got to go out and I think trade because I think Snell's going to want too much money in too many years. The only reason oh, you right. would give Yamamoto 10 years is because he's 25. Snell's got, you know, five more years on top of that. He's 30 or 31. Right. So, let me see how old he is actually right now.
1: Snell's... Yeah, he
0: is 31. He's already.
1: Uh, wow.
0: He just turned 31. I mean, you could give him like Seven. 7 years.
1: I mean, for how much though? See, I'd give him a I'd I'd overinflate the money and do a short amount of years cuz I think yeah, his five life years. cycle Yeah, his life cycle's not going to be very long and like you're not going to want to hold on to that, but
0: I don't know. According to fan-sided um Blake Snell could go to the Giants. Um let's see. Angels and the Cubs. Eh, the Cubs might actually be a, a spot. Well, but again, assuming they, they retain Cody Bellinger, which I don't think they will. And that's another, one. that's another guy who hasn't gone anywhere, done anything yet.
1: Yeah, that's true. And his name fell off because it was all Soto talk.
0: Well, Soto and then Otani and maybe. I wonder
1: where Belly's going to go. Do we just get him too?
0: Yeah, I mean, we got Doogie Verdugo.
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: I know people kind of like poo-pooed that a little bit, but like like I said before on one of these shows, like I think he would have been like our fourth best hitter last year <laughs> with his numbers. And it's not saying much we had a really bad offensive.
1: Did you hear him say, I'm glad I got the shave, I feel like I'm a kid again or something?
0: No, but he looks terrible. I
1: know. I mean, whatever. I, at least he's he's taking it optimistically. I mean, dude, honestly, at the end of the day for him, it's like his situation improved. No matter what, I know it. His situation—he's going
0: depends, from like, he's going from one great team to another. Like, I don't think he's really that upset. He's not going to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? I mean, you know?
1: guys that are really good got to get just demoralized when they have to get like they just get shafted like that. Especially if your team's on like a playoff run, and then it's like, hey, guess what? You are going to Washington.
0: Well, he said in his interview, in one of the interviews he did since he got traded, he was like, "Yeah, I was pissed off. Like, he traded me to like our the rival." And then he was like, ah, you know what? I got a phone call from, like, Judge and Garrett Cole and Anthony Rizzo. And he was like, I'm really excited to, like, you know, get going with those guys, which is good to hear. So, like, I think anyone's attitude, personally, I think anyone's attitude can be adjusted if you're in the right situation.
1: I hope fucking Rizzo's back. God. I hope he's back, like. It's unfortunate, though,
0: because he was having such a great offensive year before he got hurt.
1: I know. I just want we if we can get ever I guess in theory get everybody back here clicking. My problem is I hate trusting the bats fully. Like the teams that we've had that win have three solid starters going into the playoffs because you got to get us to that point, point. and it's not going to be Cole every fucking game. So like,
0: yeah, I mean that's why you got to hope that Rodon is the pitcher that you you thought you were getting, which I still think there is an opportunity for that to happen.
1: So how long is your sample size? How long are we giving Rodon into this? I mean, it's way too early to even say. How long are you giving him into the season before you cash the check on him and say. Stop
0: being annoyed. Um, Yeah. Let's see. It starts in March. June.
1: I'd say. I'd say first 10 starts.
0: Okay, so that's once every five days. So what's that?
1: Mm, three months.
0: Yeah. Okay. So April, May, June. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have faith that he can, you know, get right, you know, and, and I think the Yankees, in my opinion, sometimes do things so dumb with injury and kind of come up with these like phantom injuries. Or whatever, I mean, and just like kind of like overplay the injuries.
1: Kind of get a leg up, dude. Spark yeah, back.
0: <laughs> sparks back and there's backs barking. Whatever the hell he said, but I don't know. Yeah, if you have him, Cole, Nestor, yeah, I guess maybe I'd like that third spot to be a little bit bigger. But again, in two thousand and nine, it was CC, Pettit and Burnett, and Pettit was older.
1: Right, but Pettit was still reliable and could figure out how to go seven innings in those games.
0: Yeah, but I also think you could say that, like, outside of the injuries, Nesser has been reliable. Like, he's a good pitcher. Knows, he knows his strengths, right? So, like, right? could you get... Just anybody, any guy?
1: pitcher who relies on the off-speed, the, I don't know, and, and outside of, like, Greg Maddox, any pitcher who solely relies on off-speed with that doesn't have velo i always get worried because there's always a potential you
0: can get yeah because guys can hit man hitters right. are way there's better There's
1: always a potential you can get shelled and if you can't blow anything by anybody at any point in time like oh, i don't know it's not, that's why Nestor worries me that's why but you just has, have to act ex-
0: you have to execute your pitches way better than Garrett cole can right. pump it up to 98
1: right i think that's why he does all that weird like you know where oh, yeah. he tries to fuck with him and the fuck yeah, he sure. knows he doesn't have the velo but I don't know, it worries me because he can get fucking rocked.
0: But he can pump it up to 94. So if this guy's sitting 80, 86, you're seeing 85, 86, 88, 89, and he pumps it up to 94, that also plays to his advantage. That's true. He just keeps what hitters I mean. off balance, right? That's his goal is to keep him off balance. And it's a mind game, right? So, yeah, they definitely I, – I would like to see them go get another starty, starter. I would even <laughs> – I would entertain having a – being reunited with Monty, if he wanted to come back, and they let him pitch the way he wanted to, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I don't disagree.
0: I think the uh, let's let me be the last thing we talk about, but let's see the best uh, best available pitchers that are out there. Um, uh, these are free agent.
1: Wow, fourth and one, Todd.
0: I saw this games actually been pretty good.
1: It actually has been very entertaining.
0: Um, let's see. I love
1: when they put to the house on the TV or scoop and score.
0: Sonny Gray, no thanks. He just signed somewhere. He signed already. But Montgomery, Snell, those guys are available. Um, I wouldn't got- be
1: against uh, – you said Burns. I don't know. The more I think about it, I go back and forth to them because it was really, what, one good year? I know he had his – his Cy Young year or whatever, but, like, that's really it, isn't it?
0: Let's see. Corbin Burns. He's 29. Still a little old. He 10 wins, 8 losses, 3.39 ERA, 32 games played. I don't know if he was hurt. 193 innings pitched. Wow. That's pretty good. Let's see. 2000 and. Since 2021, he's gone 160, 167 innings, 202 193. Guy's available.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that. But what he's was his straight. record last year? Uh, 10, and eight. And 10.
0: 10 and and 11 8 Pitcher's records, though, are somewhat always a little.
1: Yeah, it's hugely inflated. A
0: little weird, in my opinion. He had, um, let's see, 200 strikeouts. Pretty
1: good. It's not shabby.
0: No, I so you know, there's him, there's how old is Shane Beaver? Shane Beaver is Dang, Shane Beaver's only twenty-eight. I thought Shane Beaver was older than that. Alright, go after this guy. I think he I don't know if he's got injuries or what. But yeah, if the Dodgers get him in Emmanuel manual class A, like that's gonna be that would suck.
1: Then it's like – it's got to be so demoralizing. Just,
0: uh, just I don't know, but like you said, uh, something – hitting has been, you know, having Soto in the lineup, dude, that just changes your lineup so dramatically. Especially with the lineup Crazy. that we have.
1: But if these guys are what they're capable of, because like – th- if you looked at our lineup on paper last year, like, damn, that's intimidating. And then it's like, oh, wait, hitting 190 – Hitting one seventy.
0: Well, yeah, I mean you gotta assume that Rizzo is gonna hit thirty home runs like he did the year before and judge is healthy. Glaber was great.
1: Um, Where do you bat what do you what do you think you think I mean, probably have a different lineup every day of the week, but I would keep
0: I would keep Judge too.
1: See, I'm ai think I'm a I'm a Soto Judge Rizzo in that order, and that stays like that.
0: Who's who's leading off?
1: So yeah, that I think you would. I would I think, I think
0: I think Verdugo should lead off.
1: That's what I was. That's kind of what I was leaning towards. But go I think lefty, like,
0: righty, lefty. It's Verdugo. So then you judge, want you want Verdugo Frodo.
1: judge you want Verdugo judge Soto Rizzo.
0: Yeah, and then maybe well, Glaber you probably put six, stand five. Yeah. Because you could get, you know, if if Stanton's ahead of, um, uh, I guess if Stanton's ahead of uh, Torres, he should, in theory, get better pitches because people would be more afraid to hit against.
1: I mean, not really. Pitch against they have a, sample, a large sample size against those guys, and then who's the rest of the lineup? For? Well, well, we
0: Volpe. You got Volpe in there. You got um, yeah, DJ LeMahieu. Oh
1: my god, Real he, think he LeMay- was fucking what he was supposed to be. Oh, fuck.
0: Oh, he's older. I don't think LeMahieu should lead off. I don't think I, I like guys to lead off who have a little bit of speed.
1: I've always been – I've always usually been on that tune as well, but I always liked him leading off because he was getting on base. But mm-hmm. last year, he didn't fucking get on base.
0: Eventually, I think Volpe will be the leadoff hitter. I think That'll be your number one hitter.
1: Yeah, but he's got to be more reliable to get on base. And I think – Well, I know. I'm just to-
0: saying. He's first year –
1: Yeah, he needs to see more pitches down low to get more comfortable with seeing fucking pitches. And then he can go up top so he can walk. Like him getting on base doesn't need to be anything. I'll take walks, baby. Sack,
0: You know what I would have done last year if I were them? I would have called up Gardner and been like, hey, you want to come play left field for us? Dude. Could that have hurt?
1: (laughs) We need nine guardies in the lineup.
0: Well, I mean, we've said it for years.
1: (laughs) We love guardies.
0: Could could it have hurt to have him
1: In the be dugout? the left
0: fielder and be the leadoff guy? He was probably faster than anybody on that team last year,
1: dude. And 39-year-old. and more intense. He would have been. He would have been yelling at everyone and all the dugout staff and fucking. That guy would have been up everyone's ass. Like, I love the way I love Gardner. His intensity. It would have been so ridiculous sometimes, nah, but I fucking loved it.
0: He's forty. sorry
1: alright, yeah. dude. I don't he's officially retired, but yeah, I don't know. I how just... cheap could you get him? First of all, and how awesome would it be to just have him in the dugout? You know they loved him too. Like, get him in the dugout with those guys.
0: How cheap would he've been? I think his salary in twenty twenty one was one point eight five. So you mean you couldn't have got him there for yeah. one two?
1: Dude, get Nick Swisher back in the dugout.
0: Swisher's too old.
1: <laughs> I am just talking about get these guys. Get him as a batting coach. I mean, fuck, what, you don't Swisher's need any like credentials a, for that.
0: Swisher's like an assistant. Or whatever. Special advisor to Hal. Is he really? He is, yeah. Or now he's involved, I think, with that like Saudi baseball league. <laughs> <laughs> Got all those old wow. guys over there. I know. Uh, soccer yes. too, man. I know. We'll uh so we'll see what happens with the uh the Yankees in the offseason. I hope hopefully they're not done and hopefully they can make some meaningful trades or more free it's agent signings. You know what? I would even consider if they can get Bellinger, man, get him, because when Rizzo when Rizzo's gone next at the end of next year, you, he could play first base.
1: You think we won't bring him back?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Based on age, maybe if he has a really good year, you give him another a one year deal.
1: And he played with. Why do I keep thinking that he didn't play with Bellinger? I always go to say that, but he never played.
0: Well, they both played for the Cubs, but
1: not at different times. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll we'll uh. They definitely still have work to do, but getting Soto is like their, their white whale, man, and they, you know, still right. riding that high. Uh, and, they made, and they made Yamamoto probably the best offer that was out there. Yeah.
1: I'll well, we'll just have to deal with it.
0: Deal with that super team. All right. Uh, good place to stop. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get this out, and uh, hopefully everyone will be back on next week. I know next week is New Year's Eve, so we'll probably do another one later in the later in the week but um yeah we'll uh we'll see what the yankees do we'll keep an eye on the knicks the giants are cooked maybe we'll have some uh rams maybe the giants will poo poo giants- on the rams, rams parade maybe we'll, we're both
1: going are we both going then?
0: i don't i i don't know if i'm gonna go yeah i don't it's not it's not a no but it's not a yes like part of me just wants to chill <laughs> And not make a whole charade, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll uh, see what happens. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you.
1: See you.